You're listening to Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information, check out chrisblair.com. In this episode, we're going to sit down with The Woods. We're going to talk about how these three came together to create The Woods during the pandemic, the story behind their first song, Worlds on Fire, the release of If You Really Love Me, how social media affects the music industry so much, and just an intro into this new group that I have the privilege of having as one of our unsigned artists of the month in 2022. These guys are awesome. You need to follow them. Let's get to it. Hey guys, this is Chris Blair's Stories Behind the Songs, and I am here with The Woods, and I'm really excited about this one, you guys, because I got to name you one of the unsigned artists of the month, um, which was so awesome, so thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. So let's kind of start with, let's go back and just kind of give individual introductions for everybody that's listening of like, who you guys are individually, how you met, and like how all of this kind of came together in 2020. Should we just go down the line? Yeah, sure. I'll start. Um, my name is Raquel Cole, and um, I'm actually from Canada, British Columbia, and been living down in Nashville for a while, writing songs, doing my own artist thing, and um, teamed up with these guys as the Woods. Yeah. My name is Dan O'Rourke. And uh, same sort of thing. Moved down in Nashville, I guess, six and a half, seven years ago. And was doing the artist thing, solo thing. Um, you know, writing songs, playing places like the Listening Room. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I think at a certain point you want to do something different and sort of, I guess, conceptualize this thing. But I didn't really have these two with me yet. Yeah. Until, you know, we'll get there. But yeah, kind of did the solo thing for four, five years. And then was like, may we do something else? <laughs> or at least, you know, have some fun. Yeah. So, you're like, I need some help. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm Leland Rooney. Uh, I moved to Tennessee, I think the shortest amount of time of everybody. Five years ago, I moved out to Nashville. And, uh, Where are you from? From Dallas, Dallas. Texas. Yeah. Um, and, uh, at the beginning it was all just trying to survive and playing for anyone I possibly could to survive. And, um, and then it quickly became, all right, I want to do something. I want to be a part of something. Um, and I found out about this act and more importantly, this concept and this sound of the harmony group. And, uh, me and Dan became friends truly naturally through a circle of friends and, uh, shoot, once we got started, we haven't stopped. Yeah. It's so I'm Dan, I met you through also mutual friends aj cross yep. and uh um, you know he uh was like pedal tavern yep. stuff he was like dude you gotta hear uh you gotta hear this group that just like formed and like so it was going back to what you were saying leland is, is like the doing something with like all of the harmonies the first time that i heard the woods um i was just like oh my gosh this is this is so fresh, so new. Um, you know, I mean, it just, that's what drew me to you guys and was just like, okay, this is, the world needs to know you. <laughs> I think that's the a world great needs plug. To be on fire for the <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great plug for the talent in Nashville yeah. is uh, even a place like Pedal Tavern, you know, there's sure. there's probably what, a dozen people that work there and, and most yeah. of them are so talented. You know, any bartender, any anywhere you go in town, 
there's just a talented musician with their own songs, their own career, their own thing going on, you know? Yeah. So it's 2020, the world's shutting down, everybody's dealing with that. And you guys, the three of you came together and started blending your harmonies and all of that. So let's go kind of behind that first song that you wrote um, with The Woods in mind and kind of tell that story about like the the first release that you put out there. Um, yeah, so the, well, I guess uh, the songs, those early songs were always written with just, uh, just a feel-good mentality to it. Just having fun writing. Yeah. Uh, not really focusing on anyone ever hearing the song fitting in or yeah just kind of doing its thing and um you know i guess the first song that we put out was world's on fire and that's really the song that i guess brought us all together in a weird way partially because of the timing of that song and the title (laughs) just perfectly fitting them the time we were living in (laughs) but then it's just a completely three-bar harmony driven song so, I mean, they'll always tell you, they're like, oh, no, I heard that song. And I was like, I want to sing on that. So it was like, um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we were already working on putting something together. And then we wanted to actually another another guy to sing the high harmony. No offense <laughs> to all the women out there. But um, we couldn't find them. And then the world shut down. And then it was like, uh... What you doing? You want to sing with us? Well, I was a really a big fan of the group, and I said that I would sing until you find somebody, and then a year later, it just sort of stuck. So, for obvious reasons, yeah. Story. For obvious reasons, we had to keep it going. So we, so we did the, we did the world's on fire live streams. That's how we started singing together, and we weren't calling ourselves the Woods. Yeah, it was just like, here's the live stream. We would all invite all the people we know and then sort of, you know, progressively more and more people watched us. But it was just like to keep us sane because all we wanted to do was play music and then to kind of help other people stay sane because it's like you can't go out. You can't leave your house. We'll bring, you know, some sort of thing. We had like a big screen TV in front of us, see all the comments, chatting back and forth and like not just us chatting with each other, but like even the audience online, like sort of have their own little dialogue. So it was sweet and it like kept us sane. And that was really like, again, it goes back to this idea that like none of this was ever to do, like to be this thing, so to speak. Like the, these songs were just to feel good. Us playing music was just to feel good, like just to be okay. Yeah. And bring people together. And uh, like she said, after a year, it was like, well, come on. We kind of got something maybe going on. Should, <laughs> maybe we should keep it going. Um, so we played these live streams and, and did the thing and then kind of formed the sound. Yeah. And I think world's on fire was a really great song for us to put out as our first single. Like Dan said, it's like, we all come out of the gate singing three part harmony, like top of the verse. And so we released it early 2022 cause it took that long yeah. to get, you know, just with everything being so backed up and slow because of the pandemic. So uh, we put it out to radio and secondary radio and it made like top 50 on the music row breakout chart. And we're really proud of that. And yeah, yeah. we've just been really pushing it independently so far. And I'm uh, just really grateful for the 
just the love it's received. Totally. I mean, considering like we really were nobodies. Yeah. <laughs> As the band was no like brand we were all, new. Brand new is the yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's like uh, all the songs that I've heard you guys do seem to have legs under them like that, though. And like, you know, I know it's the beginning of the career and like, you know, you just, you know, probably from the seats that you're sitting in, it's like, um, you know, like you want so much more, obviously. Right. But, right. but from an outsider looking in, it's like it is it is so fresh and like refreshing this this harmony trio that you just don't hear on radio anymore. You know, like it's not not to badmouth anybody out there, right? But like the duos or the trios, a lot of a lot of what I hear lately is like one main vocalist almost all the time. And then there's like the backup singers right. where like, you know, Dan, I know like you're you you take lead, you know, but you guys truly are a trio. And that's what's refreshing to me is like your harmonies. There's like, you know, Dan's voice isn't sticking out or Kel or, you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's so, this blend of like yeah. amazing. Like, it's, it's refreshing. Thanks. I mean, yeah, it's just, so yeah. Like to me, that's, that's what, that's what drew me in so quickly is like all of these songs that I've heard is like, they're, they're great lyrics. Um, the instrumentation all of you guys play great instruments so let's talk about that like when did you when did you start and was it was it your voice first or the instrument first or same time or we all have our answers yeah. i guess uh, i guess we'll go backwards um yeah i was a guitar player first um, actually a classically trained bass player that's what i thought i was going to do for my life and guitar was just a fun hobby playing electric guitar and um by the time i hit high school and I started playing with adults. I realized, oh, I could play guitar for a living. And more importantly, I wanted to be involved in all types of music. That's that's something I've always had. If I see a performance, I want to be a part of it. And I noticed the guitar was in pretty much everything, you know, especially the electric guitar. So that was the beginning of my journey. You know, I sang and wrote and played in bands, but I, I was a sideman as a guitar player forever. So coming to Nashville has has always been um, singing. Singing has been on the back burner and just something else to have with my guitar playing. And then I joined this trio and now singing is probably 50% of the game these days, which is yeah. funny. But I definitely was a, a guitar player instrumentalist before I was a singer. Yeah. Um, By the way, I hate you. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. For him to say I wanted to be a bass player. Like, this, is just, tell this is just that. a hobby. Yeah. Like, as a guitar player myself, like I look at what you do and I just like wish I could do half of that. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh it's just you. a hobby I picked up on the side. Like, yeah. I, I love you, but I... <laughs> Thank you. What about you, Dan? Uh, I'd say I think probably out of the three of us, I picked it up late. I picked up music late. I was always uh, in athletics. I was always in sports. So uh, I got hurt and then I couldn't walk for like a summer and I picked up... Honestly, I, I don't... I wouldn't say I picked up guitar and singing. I picked up Bob Dylan. That was all I picked up was Bob Dylan. And so that summer, I just learned like every Bob Dylan song there was was great if you don't know how to sing because it gives you all the confidence you need to learn how to sing. Uh, but I would say like, I just, I just played guitar, just to play chords just to be able to write songs. So singing wasn't even like, I didn't want to be a great singer. I just want to write songs. So that was always my thing was just like, focus on songwriting, focus on that. And then hopefully you get better at playing, better at singing. That all happens. 
But for me, it was always about the songs. And so, you know, yeah. I guess I picked it up probably mid-high school. Yeah. Okay. So, because I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. <laughs> what sports were you in? Uh, I was playing soccer at that time. I'd say playing soccer and baseball, obviously. Yeah. But tore a ligament in the bottom of my foot. And that led you to the woods. Yeah. Led me to the woods. <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I came out of the womb singing, and um, I've been singing ever since. Not quite, but I do jokes. My parents were always like, you sang before you could speak. Like, words, you would just sing all the time. So I, I think it was just always inside of me. And I loved singing as a little girl. Um, and my dad was a really big reason I learned to play guitar. I really had no interest. I just wanted to be Celine Dion or, like, you know, front stage, big singer. Didn't end up getting, I mean, I have, my voice is fine. I can't sing high like Celine Dion. So I think I, through playing guitar, through writing songs, kind of cultivated my own sound. And for me, it was just all of it, all the pieces. Like I needed all of them to become who I am today. I don't know if I hadn't played guitar, if I hadn't written songs, like they all work together for me. But I do think singing like if i had to give something up like i could never give up singing i love singing yeah i love that it's good to hear like it's you know just the the steps that everybody everybody's different right so we, we've all got our own paths of how we get to where we're going in life whether it be what we're talking about with music or anybody listening out there you know a dream that they're pursuing or whatever um and you know to to be able to get to where you want to be and that ladder that you kind of climb is different for everybody. It's just, it's really cool that, um, yeah. So, yeah. You never know what is going to lead you to where you, your next step, right? Like right. sometimes your next, the next door that opens for you is like one you weren't even anticipating. You couldn't have even imagined that one that opened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's almost like us. We're like the little happy accident that like, if not for COVID, you know, because and this is probably one of the one of the reasons why we probably do feel refreshing is Nashville's such a talented town where like everyone focuses and, and does their own thing. And we would all probably still be focusing and doing our own thing. But we all had a bunch of time on our hands. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, what else are we gonna do? And it takes a lot of time to sing three bar harmony. Yeah. I don't wanna say it's easy. We just had a ton of it. And so I'd say like that is sort of the door that, I mean, especially for you, I was kind of anticipating this thing, hopefully, but like having Raquel in this thing is totally, you know, so having this exact woods makeup is like a door we didn't know was going to open. Yeah. But glad it did. I guess there's a silver lining to that cloud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like as we were setting up for today um, and you guys were, you know, sitting um, side stage practicing and just listening to to the way that you were working on the three-part harmonies and the instrumentation and how to come into a song and all of those kind of things. I think that's what people don't understand is they're, you know, they hear these songs on the radio and they're like, oh, that's awesome. They love the song. They don't know the stories behind the songs. They don't know like what it takes to, to from from an idea that you're putting on paper um, lyrically 
to what you guys have developed. And like you said, this happy little accident, which by the way, Dan, I like, I couldn't help as you were talking to me about that. Like my head went to like Bob Ross painting, like hit, what did he paint? Yes. The woods, painted yeah. the woods, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome! Like you guys need to have like this Bob Ross inspired <laughs> shirt, totally merch. Right. That's like we had the little trees. Yes, he did. I love it. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh, there's there's so much that goes into that and figuring out, you know, like what what different parts of the harmonies you're going to sing and who's going to sing what and, and all of that. So yeah, I just, I applaud you guys. Cause I know, I know what that takes. And just, like I said, just listening to you as we were setting up was like, wow, like just made me respect you guys even more. Mm. This episode is brought to you by Brit Skin Beauty. Located in the beautiful Indulgence Medi Spa in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Brittany is the go-to esthetician for facials, dermaplaning, microdermabrasion, waxing, lashes, and any skincare products and consultations. So many people in the music industry use her frequently, and her work speaks for itself. To schedule your next consultation or make an appointment, visit BritSkinBeauty.com or send an email to BritSkinBeauty at gmail.com. Thanks, man. It's definitely something that we all bring our strengths to the table, and it's taken time for us to to get good at putting our music together and arranging it and doing all that stuff. And probably sitting here in public and doing it in front of people, it might even seem like we're arguing with each other. But <laughs> it's it's we're so focused on the song and the end product and and what we think it should be. And uh, in turn, we've gotten pretty fast at arranging things for us, um, especially. I think we all kind of have a feeling when we bring a song to the table and you hear it and you go, oh, I don't think that's a Woods song, you know, because it just mm-hmm. there's something about the three of us singing together that a song has to have a certain sound and a yeah. kind of energy and a quality to it. Um, and so I think we've gotten really good at figuring that out and, and finding our sound faster than we used to. Um, and I also think a big part of that is if any of us were solo artists, it, it takes so much work to get a song to that point and fleshing it out and doing all that all that sort of work that goes into it. Yeah. But between the three of us, we get to share the burden, which most of the time is awesome. You know, even interviews and podcasts like this, you know, uh, if one person is sitting here, you have a lot of questions to answer and a lot of things to say, but we get to share it. Hanging out we get to yeah. share it amongst the yeah. three of us and we trust each other enough that we know, you know, we can lean on each other, if you will. Yeah, I love that. So what's the, um, what is the song that you've put out to date that you guys are the most proud of? Dude, that's a pride's a funny thing, especially when we are artists seeking validation. It's <laughs> a little mixed emotions going on. Oh uh, yeah, because you know, I remember I was like, "World's on fire is a hit. We need to put it to radio." Blah blah blah, and the world's such a funny place. We finally got on the whole TikTok world, and we're by no means TikTok famous, but it was very interesting to see what songs would get a lot of views. Yeah. And so our our second single we put out is called If You Really Love Me. Um, friend of ours, Chad Carlson nice. in town, um, mixed and produced it for us. He's so great. And we basically just brought our band in, like who we've been playing live with on the floor and recorded it, which was really cool to record as a band, yeah. you know? Very natural. It doesn't always... Yeah. It felt actually anti-Nashville. <laughs> yeah. You get in like a studio and it's like, all the people who are playing are our friends. We know, like, we brought these people in. 
So, so that was really cool. And but yeah, like the online world loves it, but like radio did not. So True. and then vice versa, like Worlds on Fire didn't really get the love online that it did. I think radio. I think it did really well on radio for like our first release. And so I think that I'm I'm saying this because Dan's like validation, like what are you most proud of? And then and it's like, are we proud of it for the stats it has, or are we proud of it because of the art we created? It was like us. Because yeah. both actually feel like us. Yeah. And I and those are our those songs are out in the world because we're proud of. Yeah. We wouldn't have put them out, yeah, if we didn't love them. Yeah. And they're both entirely different. You listen to them, they're That's both completely different animals. But uh I'd say uh we're just we're excited to be proud of another song without you know, yeah. like I think uh, the past has already happened. We just keep, because we're so young, we just keep looking at what's next. Right. You know, but I, we we both, we all love Worlds on Fire. You know, we all love If You Really Love Me. Totally. And they're awesome, cool, vibey songs. Yes, they are. And now it's like, now we got to live up to that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's what makes music so amazing is it's all subjective, right? True. Like, you know, there's a song that, I could listen to and I absolutely love it. And then you listen to it and go, dude, really? That's yeah. complete garbage. But you know, I mean, it's, it is, um, it, it is that, that listener that depends on what their mood is probably when they hear the song for the first time. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. that kind of, yeah, kind of makes it, but we are, we are also in a weird environment. Like what you were talking about, Raquel is like that so much of our industry is um for lack of getting beat up uh over this podcast but broken like you know people don't talk about it enough um it is broken you know and like you can have artist a and artist b and like you guys are a and you've got this talent that's like way up here at the top right and then there's artist b who has okay talent Right. They're probably still good, but right. they're nowhere near the talent that I'm lucky enough to hear every night here at the list. Sure. Yeah. Why the listening room is awesome. It, you still bring up all those people. I mean, it's exactly why I started highlighting different people like you as unsigned artists, because I hear some of the stuff that's going out to radio and it's like decisions are being made. I feel like, and again, this is, this is subjective too. It's my opinion. But I feel like too many decisions are being made in the industry right now of who's going to go on radio based off of how many TikTok followers do they have, um, you know, and that kind of thing. So it's like you can have like, again, artist A is you guys and, you know, X amount of followers, but you've got this other artist that is not as good that has a million followers on Instagram and TikTok. And it's like they don't even listen to the songs. They just go, OK, we're going to take that person. For fairs and festivals, for like all the live shows, all of it, you know? And it's like, dude, it's so hard to, cause like, I'm sure all of us sort of see both sides, right? And like, we're on the side right now where it's like, wish we had all those followers. Because <laughs> then it'd be like, cool, we don't have to worry about it. But then it's like, there's the other side, which is the industry side, who's like, well, yeah, we'd be stupid not to push these people. Because they have all these followers that are going to spend money, and it's all about making the money for and for the industry. Right. We're just making art. Yeah. And so, you know, I think 
it's a double-edged sword social media game and the numbers are like but i think that the interesting thing about what you're saying is that you could just be like i don't want to say one hit wonder but like tiktok famous but it's like instead of actually building into artists that could have longevity or like long careers and albums worth of music and write lots of great songs and be an act you would really want to go out and see live right whereas like just because you've blown up on tiktok because something got really noticed or whatever doesn't mean that that person has the artist in them and then i guess it's putting that person down but it is just sort of like i wish there was more of a middle ground and it wasn't just all this or all that and it could be it does that make sense totally yeah totally i mean in the middle it is it is also on the flip side it it's amazing that we have these devices that yeah. everybody carries in their phone that you can build this fan base without a label, right? In a way, you know, like you can you can create. So, like, you want to you want to play the game, quote unquote, like, and and get the followers, and that's hopefully what we're doing by doing right. stuff like this is True. introducing your music to a lot more people. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you want to play both, but but I I agree. I wish there was some middle ground where like. Um, you know, just it was more fair in the true artistry that you have. But at the same time, I agree that like you guys, obviously you, you play the instruments, you put all of this time and effort into like creating the harmonies and all of this that, that is making up who the woods are. So long-term that's going to win. Mm-hmm. You're gonna keep doing great songs and fingers crossed. And, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> but yeah, like um versus, you know, versus someone that puts a song out as a one hit wonder kind of thing. Right. I think we're we're trying to hang on to that credibility and that artistry and everything with our music, but while also making it appeal uh, appeal to people in a way that it's undeniable. Yeah. Right. Like we want it to be the hottest new thing, don't get us wrong, but we want it built. Uh, upon something that that is is truly in talent and writing and stuff you can't deny stuff they can't disappear and stuff that's timeless you know we we want to be a legacy act or a heritage act in the future you know yeah uh, th there's a reason we we even went with the woods and and all that kind of thing is because you think about those acts the eagles and the beatles and all those legacy acts that we we want to be in that tier of of act you know something that everybody understands is artistic and cool but also is undeniably popular you know that's that's the world we want to live in which is easier said than done right to walk that walk that line and find that balance especially in nashville but yeah uh that's that's what we're aiming for for sure deeply rooted and solid <laughs> yeah man. castles made of sand just like trees just like trees. we want good roots you know gotta have good roots this episode is brought to you by sennheiser microphones when we first started this podcast we were using some older microphones and Sennheiser came in and sponsored us and gave us some MK4s and 914s. And I mean, I'm telling you, it's made all of the difference in the world. We love these microphones. We use them at the listening room as well. And I just can't say enough great things about them. Go check out Sennheiser.com. 
If you are into music in any way, their microphones are hands down the best on the planet. Go check them out, Sennheiser.com. And thank you, Sennheiser, for the support and the sponsorship. We love y'all. Well, man, I, you guys are, I mean, again, I mean, it's you're, you're at the beginning of your career, but it's like, it's so amazing. I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, so what's next? I mean, what's, uh, what do you got coming up? Next song, tour? We've been working on recordings. Uh, we kind of took a little bit of a break on that and tried to see if, if anything sort of came to fruition in town. Uh, just if anyone liked us. Sure. So people like us. I think now it's time to put out some music. Mm-hmm. So uh, working on recording a record. No idea when that'll be out. Hopefully next year. But realistically... Next year meaning 2023. 2023. Which isn't too far away. No, we're right there. Yeah, close. But uh, just playing, just getting out and playing. We're going on tour with the Cadillac 3 in November. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, I suppose, uh, our first opening act thing, like something legit. Yep. So we're pretty pumped for that. Uh getting on the road and doing shows like that and just getting back in the studio and putting out something else we're proud of. Yeah. And just continuously building this thing because like you said, we're new. And uh, while we've all been doing music for a while and we feel like we should be farther along because we have been doing our own thing, it's like, whoa. We still got to start and take those natural steps that we want to skip. We yeah. just want to skip steps. <laughs> yeah. Because like, well, we already did that step, but not as the woods. Right. So we're just going to continuously take everything in stride and take all those necessary steps to reach our intermediate goals, putting out music, building a fan base, getting people to know about us, getting people to like us, and just doing the thing. And to our fans, you know, uh, we have a lot of loyal fans out there that we only have two songs officially released out there. Um, so there's a lot of music and a lot of songs that people love that they haven't been able to hear yet, uh, you know, on their favorite streaming service or whatever. So the good news is the songs that are coming out are definitely the songs that you know and love and you want us to release. Uh, we're not going off the deep end and releasing some crazy stuff. It's going to be the Woods and we're excited to share it with people. The yeah. Woods fans are the most pa- pa- patient fans out there. They're very patient. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the next uh, the next release and, and all that and... I mean, it's no, it's a no brainer. Like why you have so many loyal fans. Cause it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if, if someone hears one of the songs that you guys have put out, the two songs that you put out so far, if they hear those and they don't absolutely fall in love with the song and the three of you, then uh, I'll keep it clean. But <laughs> it wasn't for them. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, if you're a music lover, I mean, you got, you, you like, it's goosebumps, man. It's oh, like, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. So, yeah. So, we'll wrap up here in a little bit, but like, I love uh, on every one of these episodes, I always ask um, if you were talking to the 10 year old self of yourselves um, or to someone that is an inspiring songwriter, artist, or whatever pick it um because that takes a special person to like not go get a normal 
nine to fiver and follow a dream as an entrepreneur. And that's what you guys are doing is building a business. So what would you say to yourselves or to somebody else as far as um, what you know now of where you are versus before? We all can have our own. Watch Shark Tank. Watch Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. I did too. I just used an entrepreneur. I was like, I love watching all those people create um, a dream up things to make and sell. And the interesting thing about that show, though, is that most of those people dream up things because it related to something in their life, a problem in their life, something they wanted to solve that was personal to them that then related to millions of other people that wanted to buy that product. So it's not much different than music, right? By writing about something that is actually personal or true to your life. Um, I always laugh at myself because I'm 10 years old. I'm a year into playing guitar. I want to write songs. And I would just try and write things like I heard on the radio, like, you know, bar songs and breakup songs. And my dad, he, you know, he was always kind of one ear listening over my shoulder. He was a drummer and loved music. And he's like, hey, Raquel, why don't you try writing something you know about? And it like it never occurred to me at a 10 year old to be like, I sh- that, that's a that's a good thought. So my very first song I ever wrote was called Simple Girl. And I brought it to Nashville when I was 12 years old and I sang it for people. Um, and got a, you know, I got offered a Christian label deal and I, I didn't take it. It's a long story, but I wrote a song about myself and my life as it was, you know, and that kind of began the journey. And I've, I've been up and down, you know, you know, trying, chasing things I thought I was supposed to chase. But that's what I tell you, 10 year old self is be yourself, write about things that are true to you. It it'll it works. It works. I was gonna say pretty much the same thing is like the advice for someone else's and it's stupid cliche. But the reason it's stupid cliche is because it's so true. Because if you don't do something that you love, well, turn it around. If you're doing something you love and you don't get rich and famous, you're winning because you're doing what you love. Yeah. Spin that around. If you get rich and famous on something you hate, you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So just make sure what do you, whatever you do, it's something that's true to you and something that you love because that's the only way you're going to win. And if you win extra, then you win extra. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. But if you lose and you double down and you lose, it's bad loss. So just be real. They're going to have to beat that out, you know? Hell yeah. Uh-oh, beat. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think that's interesting. You say, like, your 10-year-old self is how you started it. And I think the biggest thing is, um, it's also kind of a cliche, but the whole, you know, as long as you keep chipping away at something, you know, if you really stick to something, years years later, you'll find yourself in a pretty good place and, and you probably made some ground. Um, And so I think I would tell that to my young self, my young musician self, is that like, hey, just relax and enjoy it. Just just you're going to keep chipping away at it anyway, because you're obsessed with it. You you know, you you can't get away from it. That that fire was always there. But don't worry about it the whole time. You know, I think I think I could have lived a few years longer if I wasn't so stressed out about playing guitar all those years when I was young. Again, this guy. And that's why you're so good. I thought (laughs) I was going to say do more scales. Play more scales. Absolutely not. 
play cool stuff that you like to hear. Classical bassist with guitar <laughs> on the side as a hobby. Come well, on, man. But to your point about, you know, finding a problem and, and solving it, um, it's, it's very ego-driven, I think, but I was an innocent kid. The problem I had is that I was in my room and I would stand in front of my amp and I would play guitar. And I would be like, man, this makes me feel such a way and this is so special. I wish I could put it, I, I, I wished for that moment where it could be on a pedestal and be in front of someone. And what you don't realize is it takes having the band, having the songs, having the sound, having the clout, having the albums, having the shows, all those things until you find yourself in minute 42 of your show with the spotlight on you and you're playing lead guitar for people, right? And so that was the thing I always chased is closing my eyes in my room and wanting to like share that gift and share that moment with people. And you don't realize it just takes decades and time and connections and relationships to be that person in the spotlight playing guitar you know yeah. so that's the problem i've always been trying to solve and i even think in, in a sense being in this band is is part of solving that problem is like no there's something i i have or something i've found that i want to put on a pedestal and it's like so much harder than well just book a stadium and go rip guitar in front of a bunch of people you know <laughs> yeah. there's so many steps involved before that and uh, I, I feel like those steps should be enjoyed as well. Every little little step should be enjoyed. Yeah, It's all about the journey, man. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. I thank love you. talking to you. Uh, everybody out there listening, please, please, please go follow and download, buy the songs from the woods. Um, become their new loyal fans. <laughs> um, and we're going to do this again. Sweet. This is what I love. Like, you know, like we're going to come back here like a year from now and we're going to, we're going to do this again. And then we're going to talk about like the things that we talked about today. Yeah. And that's going to be, the we'll best. give ourselves some advice a year exactly. later. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. All that stuff you said, scratch it. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for having us on, but thank you for everything you've done for us oh, man. and every other artist in this town and everyone you have on this stage, all your stages. Thank you. Really, thank and it's it's my pleasure. It's uh, yeah, I love it. You know, it's doing doing what I love. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. all right. This is Chris Blair with stories behind the songs with the woods. We'll see you next time. Peace. This has been an episode of Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information after the show, head over to chrisblair.com. That's where you can find information on these episodes, trailer notes, video links, all kinds of great stuff. Also, make sure to leave us a great rating on iTunes. Like and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I really hope that you think this show is awesome and we really appreciate the love and support. I promise to keep gathering great content and continuing to sit down with more amazing songwriters and artists as we grow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the support. We'll see you next time. <laughs>